State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome to Checking In with Michelle Williams, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. Hey, how y'all doing? There are just certain people that you follow them on social media and all is well. They're great. They're knowledgeable, so resourceful. And maybe they're a doctor, psychiatrist, therapist, yoga instructor, and you meet them in person and they are just as beautiful and lovely in person as they come across on their social media. And I am so glad to be talking with Dr. Maria Bouquet. 
She's really beautiful and she is a psychologist, a holistic psychologist, and I'm glad that she's going to be talking with us today. She's such a well of information, a deep well of information and knowledge and practice that I want to make sure that I take advantage of these awesome experts while I have them. So I'm excited that you guys get to hear the conversation between me and Dr. Marielle Bouquet. And that's coming up right after this break. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another week, uh, another episode of Checking In. How have y'all been doing? Have y'all been checking in? Well, if not, this episode, you are going to be so glad that you did. You obviously checking in because you're listening, but I just mean checking in in other areas of the heart, mind, body, and soul. And I am so glad that I've got someone on here that I've been following for a while now. She is a psychologist and her name is Dr. Marielle Bouquet. She's been featured on the Today Show, Allure ABC, Essence, Self, she has been everywhere. Please welcome Dr. Marielle Bouquet. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, sis. I'm, I'm so excited to be in conversation with you and to be checking in together. This is great. Yes. Now, I could be wrong. Is Bouquet, is that Creole? Mm-hmm. It is. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> IT. <laughs> My grandmother was actually from Haiti. And so... I'm the only person that's remaining in our family that's kept the name. So everyone else in my family is actually Perez. Yeah. Really? Uh I wanted to keep the Creole name. When you said Perez, I'm hearing it all. I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm a a blend. (laughs) Dominican and Haitian. Oh, Dominican Mm -hmm. and Haitian. So Mm -hmm. give us your background. Where do you call home? So I'm actually originally from Newark, New Jersey. And so when I came from the Dominican Republic, we came straight to Newark and I spent 23 years of my life there. So from age five until I'm like really kind of giving you the timeline. So everybody now knows my age. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even guessing. Mm-hmm. Y'all, she's 18. She just went to school early. She was a <laughs> well, she, black on crack. She was a prodigy. She's a child prodigy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, like after after, you know, college, then I went back to school for psychology. And that took eight years to get the master's and the doctorate. And I did a lot of that in New York. And so I moved to New York for a couple of years and then I moved back to New Jersey. So now now I'm back home. Got it. Um, Y'all can't see her background, but it is giving me everything I need, like Uh. a resort, all the white. (laughs) It's giving me resort. It's giving me cozy. It's giving me Mm -hmm. relaxation. Something that you seem to be intentional about doing and spreading on our timelines. Now, are you a holistic psychologist? Yes, I am. So I practice with this framework in mind, which was very much driven by my work that I did mostly in New York. Like mm. when I was seeing like a lot of our people weren't really healing from just your standard psychology. I was like, something else is needed here. And so that's when I started, you know, doing more of the, the global work is what I call it, or holistic work around mental health. Kudos to you for seeing that because you could have stayed in what we call the normal practice. Is it Western? Is it considered Western? Yeah. yeah you could have much. stayed in that 
taking your clients and the patients and knowing that, yeah, you're not really seeing a change. Not saying that you don't ever see a change in Western medicine. I'm not, we're not saying that at all, but I'm wondering how many other practitioners feel the same way you do, but are choosing to stay there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Cause it's working. My uncle went to school. He is a physician. Family practice is his specialty. Mm-hmm. And for a season, he definitely went into holistic care. And yeah. that was one of the best decisions that he'd ever, ever mm-hmm. done. And it was good to also see people of color in the community, how he was treating them with holistic care. Because like you said, there were certain things that just standards of practice just wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just I mean, if it's working. not working, then we got to we gotta really like look at the entire system, right? Like everything that we've learned, if it's not working for specific communities and we have to, I think our due diligence as clinicians is to say, we have to do right by our community. We have to do Mm. right by the people that we take an oath to care for. And that means that we have to look globally at what has already worked to get people better and implement that into our practices. So Holistic psychology, but of course, I'm sure you still have to merge some of, a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, what was practical, learned in school, the science, because is holistic still considered science? You know, I, I think that the area of psychology is still trying to wrap its head around the holistic methodology. So I think, you know, for people like me, like we think about like, well, who determined what science is? Because we have like generations, I mean, like so many generations of people that have been doing things like sound medicine or, you know, dancing circles and Mm. like a lot of different practices that also help to relieve stress out of the body. And there is a scientific mechanism in that too. But now is when we're starting to apply neuroscience and we're starting to apply genetics and our understanding of cellular memory into those practices and making them fit into the Western medicine framework to say, okay, these are actually okay to practice. Wow. You know, you are an intergenerational trauma expert Mm -hmm. and I know what that is, but maybe someone listening that's like, what is the, what intergenerational? So you can break down the word intergenerational. Yes. In your generation trauma. (laughs) Yes. Happy Happy to. I love that we're like, you know, creating a learning moment too for folks because Mm -hmm. this is so necessary. And uh, intergenerational trauma is a very unique type of trauma because it's the one trauma category that actually includes not only what happened to you in your lifetime, but also what happened before you. So there is an element of biology and genetics that we now understand is there before a person is even born. Literally, before a person is conceived, the actual genes that come from both parents, those genes, if they are representative of a lot of stress, then those genes coming together to make the baby create an emotional foundation for that baby where they have an emotional vulnerability to stress. So now if that baby goes through a lifetime where they're being bullied, or maybe there's a lot of life transitions, there's a divorce, and there's you know, they have a a turbulent relationship and now they have their own traumas inside of their life. They had that emotional vulnerability, which was the genetic biological piece. And now they have all this stuff happening in their lives. 
And now what happens is that they are in trauma and they're continuing the cycle. Wow. So just like you can have a predisposition, say if your parents were an addict, Mm -hmm. if both parents have the disposition to stress, Mm -hmm. the child can also have it. That's right. Ooh, I need to see whoever I'm dating if there's a <laughs> possibility to mate for a child. How much stress you got? <laughs> right, right. What are, what are you doing? You in therapy? That's usually the first question, right? Like, um, are you doing things for your wellness, for your mm. for your betterment, your emotional betterment? Are you doing things for balance, right? Like all of those things I, th- I think are like such essential questions for the single folks that are out there, right? Like all of us need to like really have an understanding of how is this person tilting the scale and creating a balance so that when it comes time for conception, or even if, you know, um, when it comes time for partnership, that there is already a balance present. Mm -hmm. That's so good. So it's not, it's like, not only how do you handle stress, how did your parents handle stress? Exactly. Because some of how we handle it is what we saw, what we learned as a result of what we saw, right? So the questions don't need to be limited. What's your FICO? Okay. (laughs) All right. You know, where'd you go to school? Mm -hmm. What are your beliefs? It's like, like you said, hey, do you believe in therapy? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Even prior to us getting into that question, because sometimes I think that tends to stop people at their tracks. You, You can get like some bits of information by saying like, what do you do in your morning routine? This person can tell you that they're meditating or that they're slowing down of their morning in some way, in some mindful way. Like all of those things are already telling us like, oh, okay, you're prioritizing your mental health. I'm about Mm -hmm. that life. (laughs) I know, I know. Mm -hmm. And first of all, you're absolutely beautiful and absolutely amazing. I love, 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 love when you do your post. They're so informational, but yet not intimidating. Yes. Love that it's being received that way. Yes. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbroke, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. 
So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Do you do private one-on-one sessions? Private practice, I'm sorry. Yeah, now I'm doing group coaching where I'm teaching people different mechanisms for their own healing. So I'm doing a lot of that in like a course kind of format, but it's more group coaching and more like orienting people around their healing. Mm, mm. Mm. So not only that group therapy sessions, you have definitely focused on the advancement of culturally responsive therapeutic practices that affirm the lived experience of Black and Indigenous people of color. Tell us why there is a difference. There's a really big difference. There are different things that are part of what's ingrained in the culture of anybody who falls under the category of people of color, that it's important to understand in the context of therapy, because mm. whenever there isn't an understanding of the cultural nuances that we have in our in our lives, small words or gestures that are like just typical in our communities, mm-hmm. that can be very disruptive in the process of therapy. So if a person is Black identified and they're saying, you know, to a therapist like, 
that is so dope. And, you know, the therapist has to stop them and say like, well, what is dope? Or what, you know, can you explain that to me? That already is a moment when now the client is having to educate the therapist about a cultural nuance. It's something that's important for them to know. And it's just like so simple in our community. It's just like part of the language, but it happens more often than you think. If it's something that creates that disruption, then it's creating a disruption in what should be the healing that's happening in that space. And it can go from that to like so many other things, right? There's so many cultural nuances that are really missed Mm. by people who aren't understanding of our community and culture. And so a lot of the, the work that I've done, mostly like in the research world or in, I used to also teach in the the university where I graduated from, I, I was a professor there. And so I would teach the students that were about to be therapists, how to understand the communities that they were going to be serving because Mm. I wanted for them to enter those communities with as much knowledge about who we are and to also not see us from places of stereotypes or see us in a very like demonized way that could also make us more unwell and re-traumatize us, but instead look at us in a very human way. Got it. I have to thank my therapist. And I could just tell by some of the conversations that we've had that she definitely is for community. Mm-hmm. It just endears me. She's just not for one particular socioeconomic status, but she yeah. serves everybody, all faiths, all cultures, all yeah. colors. I mean, it's been beautiful just to see even the impact that she's had on my life. I was like, oh, I want to invite you to my wedding one day. She's like, yeah, I probably won't be able to go. But I was like, oh, <laughs> shucks, I forgot there's the boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. But, you know, I'm sure that, you know, it touches her heart for her to feel like you see the dedication that, you know, she she provides in in the work. Right. And I think that that's something that even when we're not able to break that boundary, because there's that, you know, therapeutic ethic and all of that, Correct. that we feel like, gosh, I'm really making a difference in this person's life in some way. Mm. And that feels so good. Like to us, that's like, for a lot of us is why we get into this work is because like, I always say, people tend to ask me, like, why did you get into this work? And I always tell yes, them, like, why did you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I started off volunteering in, in Newark in my hometown and a lot of what I was seeing, I was like, I want my people to heal. I, mm. I don't want this to be the status quo of who we are. I would walk around my neighborhood and this is like, since I was a little girl, like, and all you see is trauma. There's so much like happening. There's a lot also, a lot of beauty and culture and creativity and so much that's happening also in Newark always. But I was always like this very intuitive child that would soak up a lot of the emotions that was going on in my community. And I was like, people are hurting so much here. And I really wanted my people to heal. So I was like, I got to do something about this. And the way that I decided to do something was first getting into therapy as a practice and then expanding the knowledge and trying to destigmatize therapy through social mediums. Mm. Did you always see yourself doing this or did you just like, I'm just going to be a therapist? No, I was not at all. This is actually my second career because I never even knew that therapy was a thing. Like growing up, nobody talks about therapy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't know that therapy was like even something that people went to first and then something that I could do as a career. 
I had no idea. It actually just happened when I started volunteering. And when I volunteered more and more, it started becoming more like mental health volunteer work. And I was like, oh, I can make a career out of helping my community in this way. Mm-hmm. And so I actually left my my career in advertising to pursue a doctorate in psychology. And we know what you can make in advertising. You could have went on to have an advertising agency Mm -hmm. or be one Mm -hmm. of the top executives. So that is true, true, true passion and walking in your purpose. I think that's where that glow is from, (laughs) you know, because of the impact that you are having. You also specialize in healing traumatic relationships, kind of pivoting back to what we were talking about as far as intergenerational trauma how we are in relationships and with some of them have been so traumatic, does it stem from some intergenerational trauma? Yeah, a lot does. And and I think people are just walking around not being aware that they're holding these emotional vulnerabilities and then they're going into relationships that produce trauma, not just because the relationships have that dynamic within them because they can be like toxic or hurtful, but also because they're so vulnerable and raw, like their emotions are like so tender Mm. that it makes it so that they are more susceptible to actually experiencing trauma. And then, you know, we have people that then have depression as a result, anxiety as a result, all of it starts tying back to that. People Mm -hmm. walk around and they're like, I'm depressed. And when we start doing a lot of the digging work, we start realizing, oh, you have a wound from your childhood, you have a certain way that you've developed an attachment style. You have a way that you've been modeling your trauma, even to your own kids, because that's what was modeled to you. And now we have three generations that are exhibiting the very same trauma response. We got to get into all of that because you're going to perpetually be depressed if we're not getting to the root. So a lot of the work that I do is like root-based work. Mm. The person that is doing the work, have you found that they feel isolated in a way? Because sometimes you might be the only person in your family that is getting these type of awakenings. Mm-hmm. I have found myself saying like, I don't want to be around that. Mm-hmm. How do you encourage people to still be a part or can you still be a part of a relationship or a family when you're the only one doing the work? You absolutely can be, but it is hard because your mind is being open to a new way of being and you're going back into spaces where people are still in their wounded self. And the way that it becomes hard for people that are cycle breakers that are doing the work and then going back to their families is that it starts creating also grief for them because they're like, wow, my mom lived an entire life like this and no one came to tell her any different. And now I feel the grief of the entirety of her life that she had to live in suffering on top of my own. And it becomes really heavy for people. So this is why, you know, like trauma-centered work is so important because it starts to bring up really heavy wounds. And, you know, as a clinician, for me, it's really important to be Mm. able to help a person to know how to hold the wound, how to hold the hurt, but also how to put themselves back together so that they can feel like they can still walk in a steady pace. That's so good. 
Because a lot of times you're doing the work and friends and family could be like, oh, you changed. <laughs> you, yeah. you think you all that because you going mm-hmm. to therapy and mm-hmm. you said something and I wrote it down. And you're like, no, you're just walking into a new way of being. Yeah. Everything does not have to be a blow up. We can actually have a disagreement peacefully mm-hmm. versus the elevated volume, which is elevating your blood pressure, especially families of color. We are a little passionate. We are. We definitely are. We got, it's in the blood. It's in there. And like, that's just us, you know? You've ever had to people, man, we're not even arguing. We just, we just passionate. (laughs) Yes. Talk about my daily life. (laughs) I'm really zen, but I I got a lot of passion in me too. (laughs) It's like we got a little extra seasoning mm-hmm. on the way we emote. It's yeah. not anger. It's not aggression. But it's learning the difference between the two of, okay, when a conversation does call for de-escalation, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, this calls for a lowered voice because yeah. you might be saying the right thing, but how I'm perceiving it because you're yelling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had one other psychologist on here. It popped up. Because you talked about a new way of being versus the other comfortable quote some of us like to say. Yeah. This is just how I am. This is just how I am. This is mm. how I've always been. This is just how I am. It ain't going to change. And if it ain't going to change, if you don't like it, you, you, you know, that whole, you know. But mm-hmm. so the new way of being versus this is just how I am. What is that person really saying? Oh, I love this question. You know why? Because that's precisely where I would go. As a clinician, like in my mind, I would think, what is the fear that this person is experiencing? What's the underlying message that they're saying to us? And really what's happening in that moment is that they're saying, I have never learned a different way. I don't have the tools to be able to get out of these old patterns. Even if I did, that is profoundly scary to me. And I don't know if I trust myself going through the healing work to get to the other side. Mm -hmm. And so where I'm going to find comfort is in staying exactly where I am and just embracing the status quo. And if we can look at the messaging underneath, I think that offers for a lot of us, a lot of compassion for that person. Cause oftentimes we go on the defense. We're like, well, fine. Like you just be who you are, you know, like, and we get into like, we tussle, but if we actually can see that the other person is having an emotional mm. experience beyond what they're saying, beyond that, just them exhibiting like words that are just acting as a barrier against their emotions, then we have an opportunity to really see their humanity. That's so good. Mm. And some of us, we don't have that kind of compassion until we've gone to therapy. Yeah. Okay. Now, had I not gone to therapy and I'm talking to someone and I'm trying to encourage them about how they respond to something. Well, this is just how I am. I, and in the past, I would have said, you just lazy. Mm. But when I asked you the question of what are they really saying? Like you said, they just don't know. This has just been their way of being versus Mm -hmm. saying they're lazy and don't want to change. Now, if they want to change, they'll realize that it's going to take some work. And then some people are okay. They'll say, hey, I've been married 50 years with this attitude. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, well, the next 20 could be more blissful. Hello. Now, just because you stayed in something for 50 years that way don't mean, you know. Yeah. And within those 50 years, you've had children. Mm -hmm. And now those children have looked at how y'all have acted 
And now you see that's how they're acting in their relationship. So you are so right. It's cyclical. Yeah. And we've got Dr. Bouquet that is helping to change it. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant... Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Hashtag tea therapy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I always have my tea handy. <laughs> I love tea. What's your favorite? Oh, my goodness. Butterfly pea flower tea is so delicious. And people always get a little shocked whenever I pour it because it's actually blue, like this electric blue. 
but it actually tastes incredible, especially when you add a little honey and you add a little lemon. It tastes like iced tea. Yeah. Like I make iced tea that's blue iced tea and I also make it hot and it is my jam. Honey, let's get into some tea therapy. There is probably one word that's becoming very popular. Do you know which word I'm going to say? I have like three, so I'm actually curious to which one you're going to say. Narcissist. I was thinking of toxic, which oh, actually, oh, yeah. Yeah. So toxic also, we're, we're here, we're here. You Got know? It. <laughs> it's he or she is toxic. They're mm-hmm. a narcissist. And I was just mm-hmm. reading something about how we got to be careful about labeling people, mm-hmm. those words when it, they could just be mean that day. Yeah, labels can can be very hurtful and they can stay with somebody for a long time. So I'm glad you're adding that disclaimer for sure. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So that word narcissist is just running rampant. It's like, mm-hmm. is everybody a narcissist? Actually, what is a narcissist? Because I, I think some people are using it wrong. Yes, 100%. It is overused for sure. That's what it is. Overused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's easy for us to say like, oh, they think they're hot stuff. Like they're a narcissist. And quite frankly, like it's so much more than that. When we think about narcissism, we have to think about it on a spectrum. Mm-hmm, there is mm-hmm. such a thing as healthy narcissism. And then there's toxic narcissism, which is what I, I think most people are trying to reference to. But the narcissistic population that is only like 3% or so population of the individuals that are out there in the world. There are not a lot of people that are pure narcissists. Mm. There are people that exhibit qualities that can be hurtful and toxic. And many of us believe that it's narcissism. Like a person can ghost you, for example, and you can already like go to, well, they're a narcissist. Well, no, they actually are exhibiting behavior that is not communicative. It's behavior that's hurtful and it's toxic, but it isn't necessarily narcissism. Narcissism is when a person is actually someone who perceives themselves as being superior to others and treats other people accordingly. And very often, believe it or not, people that are narcissists Mm. are actually incredibly lonely, incredibly sad, incredibly depressed. And most times when you see a narcissist in therapy, it's because of those things, because they're depressed, they're lonely, no one wants to be around them. And they finally hit rock bottom. And they're like, I think I need help. But narcissism is basically a set of personality characteristics for a person, they call it self aggrandized, which means that the person makes themselves to be better than anybody else, or they believe themselves to be, and then they devalue people, they invalidate them, gaslight them. It's all of that and more. Oh, that was the other word too, gaslight. Mm -hmm. That was a big word too. Yeah, Dixie Chicks actually kind of got some flack for a song. I think, was it called Gaslighter or Gaslight? And I just wanted your take, well, because social media and as an expert, when you see these words flying around, you're like, wait, I'm, I'm glad there is awareness, but there are some people that are overusing it. You're not an expert in it. And we're mm-hmm. diagnosing people like yeah. me. I've been guilty. They're a narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, an easy go to, right? Like, it's like, well... That's what it must be, right? So then it makes it easy to see like why a person might behave that way. But Mm. people are more complex than that. Mm. And I've seen you do a few, well, a couple on uh, attachment. 
That's mm-hmm. another um, that I've been kind of learning. Attachment is the, some of the root of it. Some of mine has been anxiety, you know, mm-hmm. or fear. But there are attachment, detachment. Yeah. There's so much disassociation. Mm-hmm. Like, what? I know. There's a lot that we we actually suffer from or a lot of things that are in our lives and we're just not aware. Mm. You may have an insecure attachment okay. because of whatever happens. And it's usually happens in childhood. And now you're walking around having relationships that all kind of look the same. And you're like, well, what is, hold on. I'm the common thread. I'm the common denominator. I got to really look into myself and what is it about how I attach to people or detach from people Mm. that can be contributing to why these relationships don't last or why they look the way they do. It's so good. Please, please, (laughs) y'all must follow her on her socials to get, to me, it's almost um, when you see someone like Dr. Mira Bouquet on social media, you're like, wow. Therapy, you know, getting on that sofa or or talking to someone, talking to a psychologist, some of it is can be painful. And then some Mm -hmm. of it I I found to be invigorating when you discover something about yourself. When you be like, I've had many moments, doctor, where I've been like, that's why I responded that way. And it helps me not to do it. I don't do it again. It's like once I've had that revelation, it's like, oh, yep. Isn't it awesome? I love moments of enlightenment, especially when I share that with somebody and we're we're both like light bulb moment together. Like it's such a dope moment. Mm -hmm. And also, I think that what people don't realize is that when you have those moments, it can free you. You literally get liberated from old patterns. Like you said, like, I'm not going to do it again. I already know what that is. And that's so powerful. Super powerful. But I want to ask you about what we're seeing a lot of burnout. Yeah. People were burnt out before the pandemic, but I don't know if the pandemic made it worse, but they're suffering from work burnout or from feeling unsafe in public. What are you feeling that people are needing to feel safe? People are really needing to go back into their bodies and doing body center practices. It's why a lot of the work that I've been doing lately, Mm. and I reference to this in my book, I do it in my courses, it's everywhere. The tea time, there's a lot of practices that I throw in there as mental health tips that are around the area of how do you get back into your body and create a sense of safety in your own body and a safe place to go home to. Because we have to think about what happened. We were in a collective trauma. Everybody was in it. We were all in a heavy social suppression. We were in a persistent state of fear, which is what can actually make trauma surface. And then we decided to then create a transition back into a world where a lot of that trauma wasn't even reconciled and dealt with. Mm. And so a lot of us are walking around saying we're mentally exhausted when in reality, it's the remnants of having been in a collective trauma state. Okay. And so whenever it comes to trauma-based work, what we need to do is get back into our bodies. And that means like, okay, you have to, I know we talk about deep breathing all the time, but we have to do the deep breathing. We have to do other things that can create a rhythm of relaxation in our bodies, like rocking, We have to hum. We have to listen to like binaural beats that help us with specific frequencies so that we can create a relaxed state in our bodies. 
the sound bath meditations that I do yes. typically are for that as well. It's all of that. I wholeheartedly believe that as a world, as a society, we need to get back into those things. I did a sound bath and I promise y'all, I had some of the best sleep. Mm-hmm. I fell asleep. By- <laughs> <laughs> yes, love that. So is it the frequencies, the sound? Mm-hmm. Is it all of it in yeah. sound bath? So there are these yeah. bowls, glass bowls. Clay. Yeah, they're like made of uh, crystals of quartz. And some are like made of brass. The traditional Tibetan bowls are made of brass. And then they've transitioned into the quartz bowls, which make a larger sound and create a higher vibration. Like when I'm in my home, like the walls are like vibrating, like it's so powerful. And the thing about it is that those vibrations make micro vibrations inside of our bodies. And if you think about it, when we vibrate the body, it almost creates an opportunity for like our stress hormones and all of the things that were like overactive to just find itself into a neutral state. So that's a part of why it's so relaxing because it actually creates those micro vibrations. And it actually in the very moment can create for you an opportunity to feel more relaxed. So not only is it relaxed, but how have you found it to be healing? The thing that I do with my sound baths is that I integrate my therapeutic understanding into the sound baths themselves. So I help people to extract whatever it is that they've been experiencing as far as emotional pain, Mm. hold that at the center of their mind. And when we're doing the sound bath, we're doing it around that very emotional pain. So we're doing the work of the mind, and then we're bringing in that body practice of the sound bowls into the work. So we're like creating like a mind body experience. Because we're all of that. We are mind, body, soul. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, we can work out and get the sweat, but there are other things that we can do to really be in tune and using what God gave, like quartz. Yes. That's not man made, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's like in the earth. That's right. And there are so many healing things in the earth that we're overlooking or not using, or we've been spooked by, well, if I do this, is some kind of spirit going to take over me? And and guess what? Depending on who your clinician is, I'm going to say yes. It does depend on the clinician and maybe the type of the source. Mm-hmm. I'm using all kinds of words. Um, Absolutely. Your tech, you know what I mean? So if you want to go and have that type of spiritual experience, there is a place. But if you want relaxation to have better sleep, mm-hmm. you know, now I do think there are parts of us that are going through something spiritual in a spirit realm. Yeah. You're being tormented. And to me that God is nowhere in that. He's nowhere in that. And scripture says, you know, um, he did not give us a spirit of fear, but of Mm -hmm. love, peace, and a sound mind. So if there's something tormenting you, that is spiritual. Right. Absolutely. And why not get into, you know, the spiritual side of you if we were given that as, as a part of just globally who we are? When I got into like holistic practice, a lot of the reasons why, you know, I said like, this is where the sauce is, if you may, right, is because yeah. 
I was seeing that a lot of people, we were doing like a lot of mind-based work. And I was even like inheriting like clients that had been with clinicians for over two decades of doing work. Imagine that. And I'm like, well, what is what has not been working for two decades that this person's still experiencing depression? I mean, we were able to like really get into it. Like this person was living in an inflamed body because their body was experiencing all of the emotions at once all the time. And they're literally, literally walking around on fire. Right. And then they're also, they have this spiritual disconnection. It's a disconnection from self, from others and from God. They're walking around in a dissociative state. And if all of that is happening, then what we need to do is mind, body, soul. Honey, you just named the three pillars of checking in, Mm -hmm. checking Mm -hmm. in with yourself, checking in with Mm -hmm. others, checking in with God. Yeah. Those are the three pillars of checking in. I promise you. My book, checking in with yourself, others, (laughs) God. Yeah, (laughs) I know. (laughs) And I think, you know, um, I think another thing that you say in checking in that I think is really essential and that really hit me as a clinician has been, you know, how you did not sit there and define yourself by way of depression. It wasn't like all of you. And I think that that's something that people, especially individuals like whom I mentioned were walking around with 20 plus years of being depressed. It literally starts becoming that person. They self-identify as a depressed person. And I think when they come into treatment, clinicians can't see beyond that. And we forget to see the whole human and the fact that we need Mm. to do a whole overhaul of what has been happening in this person's life in order to free them from their emotional pain. Dr. Bouquet, you about to start a part two as far as. I'm here for it. We got, there's so much to say. I'm here for it. We got, you know, got a lot of healing to do. Listen, I have some stuff I would want to run by you offline. Sorry, guys. Mm -hmm. As it relates (laughs) to that 20 years and depression, I've got some stuff Mm -hmm. online I want to ask before I bring it to the listeners, because I always want to make sure I have dotted my I's and crossed my T's and consult Mm -hmm. with a professional. Y'all, we were so blessed to have the beautiful Dr. Maria Bouquet. Thank you. Follow her on Instagram at Dr. Dot M-A-R-I-E-L-B-U-Q-U-E. You mentioned your books. Where can we find you? If they're like, hey, I want to go on her website right now and get product books. Yeah. <laughs> so right now, um, most of what I'm doing is courses and it's uh, Dr. com. And then I have my book that's coming out um, in a couple months. Yeah. And that book is, is a healing guide for intergenerational trauma to help people to dissolve the layered pain that they've been carrying around for generations. Wait a minute. I'm on your link tree. Can we pre-order it like now? <laughs> it will be for pre-order in in a few. So hopefully whenever it is, I can I can send it over and you know we can make it. Listen, I'm all for clicking that link and adding to cart, inserting credit card and shipping information. I love to support. <laughs> I love to support. So I we will be on the lookout. And you guys, if you go to her IG and go to her link tree. She does have a course, as she said, healing from traumatic relationships, talking about what is intergenerational trauma, because sometimes we only got 40, 45 minutes with our guests. Oh my gosh, seven stages of trauma bonding. Y'all think (laughs) we so in love. No, y'all both got the same traumas that y'all got in common. Get healed of it. And then you'll be like, wait a minute, I don't like you. See, this is easy. Okay, Mm -hmm. see, see, part three. That's part three. That's right. (laughs) 
Doctor, thank you so much for joining us. And you will give us a sneak peek of what Mm -hmm. a sound bath is for someone who's like, Michelle, you're so passionate about yoga and sound baths and therapy. What is this all about? Dr. Mario Bouquet is going to show us. Thanks again for checking in. Yes, thank you for having me. It's been so wonderful. Wow. Listen, yes, she is a self-proclaimed disruptor bringing psychology to people of color. We keep emphasizing people of color because we want you to know that getting peace of mind is for you. Breaking out of dysfunction and intergenerational trauma is for you. Don't let anybody think, oh, that's just for rich people. That's just for white people. No, It is for you. Walk in that freedom mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Come on, come on, come on. I refuse to believe that just because maybe you were born into some dysfunction, that that has to be your life's portion or your children's life portion as well. Mm -mm. As we used to say in church, the devil is a lie. Okay, so I'm so glad that Dr. Mario Bouquet just came on here with so much grace and knowledge. And even after we got off the official call, I just asked her some other questions regarding depression. And there's a part two coming to this. There is definitely a part two. So again, thank y'all for listening. And I hope episode by episode, your hope tank is being filled, your love tank is being filled, and that the pain that you're going through, that I I pray that when you listen to this episode, that it reminds you that you can make it and that you can overcome. I promise y'all I'm sitting in the seat of someone who knows that it does get better. The pain, the weight of it, when you do some of the work, do as much work as you can. I'm telling you, you feel better. It does get better. All right. Thank you again. Week after week, y'all tune in. Week after week, you're downloading episodes. And I can't thank you enough for the love. I can't thank you enough to my Black Effect podcast family. Everybody that's got a podcast on this network. To Charlemagne, Dolly, Haku, Samantha, Nicole, Angela, Holly. Thank y'all so much for making sure that I get to do what I do every week. But we can't do it without y'all, the listeners who subscribe and download. All right. I love you, love you, love you, love you. I love you to life. Checking in with Michelle Williams is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules 
day. Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind, so you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.